Hey, River Vixens. It's Ryan Bloomquist. And Sam Gold. Welcome back to Riverdish. Welcome back. And we're here with a very special guest star tonight. Tonight, we have Jackson McHenry, Associate Editor of Vulture. Jackson, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Really excited to talk about everything that went down. Oh, as are we. Tell us a little about yourself. Um, I'm a editor, uh, associate editor at uh, Vulture, um, so I cover TV, theater, um, movies, kind of a lot of different pop culture stuff. Um, I love Riverdale. I try to convince my editors to let me write about it constantly, so I'm very excited about this episode. Yes, as are we. <laughs> it seems like they give in. They, they let they you do. write about they it give a lot. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very insistent. We always appreciate an article from you, mm-hmm. uh, so we're happy to have you as a as a Riverdale expert. Uh-huh. Now, did you read the comics growing up? I didn't. Um, I sort of knew of Archie comics. I sort of like knew who Betty and Veronica were, but I think my sort of main entrance in the show was just being like, "This looks like it's like Gossip Girl, like Twin Peaks, and like all of the sort of teen drama stuff." I was like, "Okay." You want to know a secret? The first episode Ryan and I ever recorded, we were talking about the show, and Ryan goes, "Wait." It's based on a comic? That no wasn't idea. on the episode. You had no idea. <laughs> not, be- not before we started. Not before we started, but you had no idea. No, I just didn't read comics growing up. Uh-huh. It doesn't, you know, yeah. I was reading novels back then. You read then. like the Sondheim autobiography. <laughs> it wasn't out yet. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, should we dive in? Yeah, so this was chapter 18, When a Stranger Calls. And we open up right where last week ended with uh, Polly on her phone call with Polly. the Black Hood. Uh, not Polly, Betty. <laughs> Betty. About Polly. About I'm Polly. jumping ahead. Yes. Yeah. So the Black Hood calls and he starts threatening Betty and saying, if you don't abide by my game, my rules, then I'm going to kill Polly. <laughs> it is very Phantom of the Opera to me. It, it really is. Do you want to sing now? <laughs> I gave you my music. Wait, it really is, actually. I know. Yeah, Betty's Christine. I get, well, kind of Jughead's Raoul, maybe? I guess. If... It doesn't strike me as a baritone. No. No. <laughs> Cole's more of a There's a flaw here, but it is very phantom. I but... think Polly has a female baritone in her. I get I think Polly. She's like I have a, a lot of opinions about Polly. Don't even get me started. <laughs> but what's interesting about the call is the Black Hood, or BH as we like to call him sometimes. We don't do that. <laughs> that just came to me. But he knows where she is. And he mm-hmm. kind of threatens Betty with that. Yeah, he says that he'll carve her like a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Which is pretty fitting because Halloween just passed. I actually went to a great mm-hmm. pumpkin blaze over the weekend. Uh-huh. So if he carved Polly, it'd be pretty cool in that blaze. I mean, he's very seasonal. It's Blackwood very seasonal. is very concerned about, you know, having seasonally appropriate threats. Like, yeah. if it was Groundhog Day, it would be like, I'm going to, like, I don't know. You're going to see your shadow and the shadow's going to stab you. I don't know. This That's is true. Very yeah, I understand that. But yeah, so Betty is kind of freaking out, as one would. How would you guys react if the mur- the alleged murderer in the town called you and started saying, if you don't comply to my rules and cut off your friends, then I'm going to kill your pregnant sister? I think I would just faint, probably. <laughs> I yeah. think that's part of the... Th- it's like, we've been told that Betty's very smart. We've seen she's smart. And yet, throughout this episode, she just makes dumb decisions. She does, but I kind of feel... She's stuck between a rock and a hard place because I think Betty is trying to save 
the town and save the people that she loves, and she's conflicted about what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very Jigsaw, also. But he oh, just yeah. said that he's watching every move she makes, and then the next scene she goes and tells Archie. Like, does she not think that he's going to catch on to that? Sometimes in moments of trauma, you're stupid. <laughs> That's what I think. We've been I need to talk to my dumbest friend about this. <laughs> And just see what, what the solution will be. But you know what? That was interesting. That our first instinct, he's like, don't tell anyone. Not Jughead, not Veronica. So long then he goes, Archie, look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and Archie's concerned, as he yeah, should be. As he yeah. should be. He's very, he's very vigilant. He's dedicated to solving this problem. He's gotten a gun, yeah. so you know. Yeah. He's and also he's set. disbanded his army. <laughs> I mean, seemingly... We don't know yet. Well, he tells um, his dad that he made another video, which I'm so upset we didn't see, apologizing for what went down. I forgot he even said that. He said that. Mm -hmm. I thought they were also all shirtless in the apology video, just to continue the continuity. (laughs) I'm sure they were. They're like, we're sorry. It was like a lip dub to a Justin Bieber sorry song. (laughs) That's what I want. Yes. Honestly. Well, Alice writes about the, the brawl. Um, and we then zoom into, uh, the Southside Serpents who are talking to Jughead and they're in the midst of planning a pipe bomb <laughs> to blow up the, uh, River- Riverdale Register. It's not that hard to make a bomb. <laughs> no, I went to film school. <laughs> I went to film okay. school, Jackson, and once I was refueling a generator for a lighting shoot uh-huh. and then I think by accident we like, we made a bomb. The fire department came, everything was fine. Uh-huh. But like... Yeah, the serpents can do it. But mm-hmm. the scary thing is they're making this bomb to blow up the Riverdale paper. <laughs> We're not fans of the free press. No. It's kind of disappointing. No, especially Sweet Pea. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get over those names. It's Who names them? <laughs> well, they're all from the comics, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're all from the oh, comics. Yes, like you're Tony right. from the comics and everything. I just don't recall Sweet Pea in the comics. But I guess he was there because he, sure, he was there. Sure, he wasn't dark and sexy. He was just like a fan of like sandwiches. <laughs> That's what it was. Like Jughead's counterpart. <laughs> but Jughead, um, he also too feels conflicted because he wants to. He's it's again it's West Side Story where he feels an allegiance to the Serpents and the South Side, but they're trying to destroy Riverdale, the North Side of Riverdale. So he falsely agrees to take their side. Mm. It's kind of like Lion King. Tony's essentially like, this There's land's so being ruled by violence. So we need someone, since your father's been captured, to step in and lead these Southside Serpents in a way that's admirable. That's so scary. that's why Jughead starts going through his initiation. Can we talk about the initiation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been initiated into anything, Jackson? Like, oh, I think I have. Um... <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> no, because I was in like a secret society in college. Wait, what? Hold up. <laughs> so, Wait a second. Did you? Okay. Where did you go? The college. Um, I went to Yale, and so there were like a lot of secret What's societies. That? Were you on Skull and Bones? I was not. Okay. <laughs> I can say that definitively. Did you know like people in Skull and Bones? Yes. And did you hear stories about their like rituals, initiations? Uh, yes. Um, I know that they have a private island, which is hilarious. Yeah, up in like, can- it's like Canada way. Yeah, Maine. it's like New York, I yeah. think, somewhere. No. It's like, <laughs> I was like, it gets close to Canada. You know, yeah, you should go any further and you're in Canada. 
But... One of one of my high school APUS teachers was in Skull and Bones. Oh, really? Yeah, but he like wasn't very secret about their secrets. Uh huh. That's good. Do you That's remember any best. of your initiations in your secret society? Um, I remember that they we just like they drove us up to like a park outside of campus, um, and we just sort of like were in the park and like lit candles and like. Or like to secrecy or something so you know now ghosts are gonna haunt me probably but But it's worth it just to share it for good material on the podcast oh Mm. no doubt that's dangerous in new haven too to just go to a random park Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not the best plan (laughs) no ryan were you ever initiated not really the most similar thing i can think of is uh every year in for our high school musical to like (laughs) on the final day of the run, we would sort of say goodbye to the seniors. And then we'd have a senior circle in which we would light candles and all hold them around. Yeah. Uh, and we'd form a big circle. You officially out yourself. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to do. <laughs> but yeah, I've never faced any initiation. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of surprised by the serpent's initiation. It was three parts. And the first said that he had to protect the beast which was a very cute dog <laughs> named Hot Dog, oh. which is also from the comic, but it's the third Hot Dog, so this has been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the second was... What's the second? He had to like learn all those facts oh, and yes. scream it in... Uh, scream <laughs> Into Serpent Jesus' face, yeah. Yeah. It's the old one, like with mm. the beard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and like what? he already knows the facts. Right, he but, already like, knows this. And then the third... Well, I guess there were four, right? Because then there was the snake oh, he had to grab. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought these were pretty harmless until the snake happened. And That's then, when I would be out. Yes. Yeah, and then I was like, oh. But I was waiting for a snake to kind of play into the serpent's initiation. You feel like they have to have a mascot. If they have a yeah. dog mascot, it's really off-brand. Yeah, exactly. So like, there had to the be a snake. The balance off the consistency. It's very yeah. Important. So this is interesting. And what also is interesting is he's completely lying to Betty about it. Mm. He doesn't want her to know. With the snake bite, uh, they have that cute scene in the diner where you think they're going to be, I mean, it starts with that kiss, but then they both lie to each other. So yes. mm-hmm. we kind of, we really see um, the, demise of the relationship. Yeah, the relationship's being torn apart. It's being torn apart head by lies. And Jackson, most of my who, relationships stem from lies and they've been torn apart too, so mm-hmm. I get that. Who are you? Who are you rooting for as a couple? Who do you? Who do you ship? As, as the couple? kids say. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, you I, had to choose. If I had fuck to Mary choose, Kill. Fuck, <laughs> but couples. <laughs> yes. Ruffles. We're progressive here. We're very progressive. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Archie and Betty is kind of like they're kind of sweet. They feel like they they keep on coming back to each other. It feels like that's where the show is going, but I kind of like Archie and Veronica just because she's like, pushes him. Yeah. Pushes him mm. to be better. That would be nice. I agree. Mm. So, you, sh- you would marry them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Okay. Who would you fuck? Who would you um, fuck? <laughs> oh, God. What would be like a... F- like, I mean, if Cheryl and Kevin started like a fake cover relationship... Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that would be very entertaining fuck. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who would There'd you kill? There would be, like, a lot of... Oh, God. Well, does that, like... I've eliminated everyone, so it would have to be, like, Jughead and Veronica. <laughs> so cruel. No, Jughead and Betty. No, it would be Bughead. But, like, they're fine. They're fine. I want couples to be happy. I don't want to murder their love. That makes one of us here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's very sweet. <laughs> but yeah, Bugheads no more, and the fans are out crying. At least on yeah. Twitter, I saw so many tweets like "no," and mm-hmm. apparently the actress that plays Tony Topaz is getting hate mail. <laughs> oh no, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes People sense. are intense. People are irate. People are incensed. Uh, so. Otherwise, in this episode, we have a, the Sodale development mm. happening as a, a plot, <clears throat> um, which sounds like a great plan. I'm all for Sodale. You know what? It sounds really great also. Yeah. What do we like better, Sodale or the Five Seasons? <laughs> really it depends on like for a night or for my life. That's you know? true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sodale, I can get behind. Like, yeah. As long as, you know, they provide affordable housing nearby or something, you know, you want it to be gentrification that doesn't force out the people. But... Yeah, sometimes yeah. it brings you together. We have to see. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think have to see. I'm on the side of the register. I want it reported <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Journalists, get involved. Yes. <laughs> I think the goal, unfortunately, with this is to force people out. Mm. Um, and But they're still having some problems. They... Uh, Mark Consuelos needs some money, so they have investors coming in, which brings in the St. Clair family. Oh my goodness. Ah! Which really First is of all, all Jackson matters. was the one that kind of um, hinted that we were going to meet this character in this episode. Yes. Something that I'm glad you pointed out ahead of time because I had to prepare myself for this <laughs> character. It would have been too much for me. It would have been too much. So Nick St. Clair is played by Graham Phillips, who was a star of 13 the musical on Broadway. And then later, The Good Wife. And they also dated Ariana Grande. You had a good tweet about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, what is it? Alicia Alicia Florek's idiot son, former star of 13 on Broadway, ex of Ariana Grande. And according to Google, I looked this up, we can add this to this. He also produced a well-received production of Once at Princeton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he plays plays Veronica's bad boy, will they or won't they? Uh BFF from New York. Mm-hmm. So it's very Chuck Bass, Gossip Girl-esque. He was mm-hmm. a kid that she used to roll with in her bad girl days when she was a New York City private school mm-hmm. gal. And they never dated, but he arrives with his parents and he's immediately very flirty. Mm-hmm. He's also dressed like prep school president and oh, yeah. I'm already like, yeah, come on. <laughs> immediately Sam and I text each other and like, Oh, we're so attracted to this yeah, kid. That's <laughs> Which Perhaps says a lot about us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, wow, great. I was attracted to him in 13, though. Mm, no. <laughs> I can't. Okay, let me uh, restate that. Okay. <laughs> At the time, I was 13, this. too. <laughs> I know, so it was innocent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I saw it on stage, and it was a little Ring of Peace moment. Oh, okay, I get that. He was being warm, but it was very sweet. Did you ever audition for 13? I, feel I wanted like... to, but my mom wouldn't let me because I had to study. <laughs> I think they auditioned every like tri-state kid oh, they in did. the area. I wanted to be Lucy. <laughs> yeah. I auditioned for the uh, Goodspeed run oh, before Broadway, but my voice had like just changed. So I was just on the cusp of like being too old for it. But they did call me back for their production of Pippin that summer. <laughs> so all is not lost. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> Fortunately... Veronica is thrilled to see Nick at first, mm-hmm. and he immediately makes his presence known and invites the kids of Riverdale to a party at his place in the Five Seasons. Oh, yeah. Which was a guest to hear um, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, he's like an aspiring music producer. <laughs> he has some sort of clout that is ill-defined, but the result of a lot of money. 
Yeah, it was very on brand for that. It's like, I'm a rich kid, and I think I'll just be a music producer. Mm. So, took a liking to the Pussycats, and he also took a liking immediately to Cheryl. But, she kind of asked for it. She waltzed in and was like, hi. I I wish I could be like her. I have the clip here, because it was, it's too iconic to pass up, so let's take a listen. In your honor, let's say 10 o'clock. My hotel room at the Five Seasons. Did somebody say party? Hi there. I'm Riverdale's resident it girl, Cheryl Blossom. You must be Veronica's old school chum I keep hearing about. Nick, St. Clair. Now that's a name I can get behind. Ten o'clock, you said? I'll be there at eleven. An iconic moment from Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> Ten o'clock, be there at eleven. <laughs> Riverdale's resident it girl. What if I introduced myself like, hey, I'm Nolita's resident it girl. Like wearing my Batman snuggie like lovely people too. Who knows? Who you invite you to their fancy parties. Yeah, I'll be there at 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just surprised that parties at River in Riverdale start after 9.30. Yeah. Mm. What do these kids do How before is it not a curfew too? The <laughs> <on> the <laughs> what parents are just like, oh yeah, go fine. Go party. It'll be okay. <laughs> There's just like no There's a serial killer out there. There's like, just a serial killer it. out. That's all. Oh yeah. But before this happens, um, flashback to Betty, and the Black Hood threatens her again and says he kind of makes an ultimatum with her and says, "If you do something for me, I'll answer a question for you." So he sends her a photo that brings back a little ghost of Betty's mother's past. Mm-hmm. It was one. It was when she was a member of the Southside Serpents. Um, I'm not honestly quite sure, maybe you could, Jackson could speak better this, of what the photo actually was. Just her, we know she has a past like with a the Serpents. Shot, right? Yeah. Like it was like yeah. she had some sort of small crime. She's like a rowdy Southside teen and it sort of goes against her whole perfect image, I it guess. It ruins her credibility. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, your mom is, you know, not legit. Yeah. And so. then what happens is Betty gets mad at her mother at first she's like i'm not gonna do that like that's my mom mm-hmm. but then she um sheriff keller who still is very suspicious to us yeah mm-hmm. he analyzes the letter that betty received and the original letter that went to mrs cooper and he says that he's not a handwriting expert but he believes that these are written by two different people so betty's mom kind of doesn't believe her anymore like she is losing she thinks that betty might have written it for mm-hmm. attention Mm-hmm. So Betty publishes the article. Yeah, which is a, a dick move by your daughter. Yes. yes. I love Alice walks into Pops and Pop just looks up and goes, Don't worry, like I still believe you. <laughs> which is a very cute moment. Yes. But uh, I couldn't imagine my daughter stabbing me in the back like that. Mm-hmm. And she was upset with Betty, but not really like as angry as I thought she would be. No, and I think this also is just Betty really trying to like be the one to stop this and solve this, and she's doing whatever it takes, even if it means hurting the people that she loves. Mm-hmm. And out of this, um, Betty gets her first question, uh, which Black Hood sort of says, ask me anything but besides what my name is. You know, Call me by your name. I'll call you by yours. <laughs> There's some weird fan Not fiction so that's going to be written oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson's going to write Timothy Chalamet is actually the one sent <laughs> Actually, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. The two of them. <laughs> Together to inspire. It's just a fun prank. Like, why not torture a small town? <laughs> Maybe they were cruising in the woods. Maybe. It's all connected. Exactly. Uh, but, so instead she asks, would I recognize you? Do I know the face behind the mask? 
Who is that face in the mirror? Who is that man that I see? Uh, and sure enough, she uh, he says that she would. Yeah. So we kind of know. Mm-hmm. I took that as if we knew who he was. Me too. But that's actually not well, really true. No, it's mm-hmm. not. And we'll get into it at the end. But it's someone that she knows. I don't know if we as viewers know him yet. Yeah. Or her. Um, but I think we should return to this, uh, the party, because oh, party's yeah. getting wild. It's getting wild in here. Yeah, we learned that Nick St. Clair is a bit of a druggie. Uh, in the first scene, more. we meet him. When he offers uh, both Veronica and Archie a bump, uh, which they both uh, decline. They decline, mm-hmm. and he's shocked that Veronica declines this, because as a New York City party girl in her bad girl days... She was the type of girl who never refused a bump, and he mm. says that, and he's shocked by it. <laughs> but at this <laughs> party, he's trying to adjust here. <laughs> yeah. At this party, he, uh, through Reggie, finds Jingle Jangle. Mm-hmm. Which, do you guys think, in the world of Riverdale, do you think Jingle Jangle is Riverdale-specific? Or, I assumed it was a bump of cocaine at first. What uh-huh. do you think? Well, it's not, because they were doing coke and Jingle Jangle. Yes. What do you think, Jackson? I don't know. It feels like it has to be like somewhat Riverdale specific, just because it's like supposedly being like produced there. But maybe the whole world is, or like the maybe. whole northeastern United States, wherever Riverdale is. <laughs> I mean, it, Nick St. Clair gets Veronica to do it because mm-hmm. she's kind of peer pressured, and in turn, Kevin does it. Josie does it. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie does she, it. Archie, Archie, Archie does, does it. it. And, but that's, I mean, it's peer pressure at its finest. Mm-hmm. What better peer pressure is there? But what I then there's a great scene of them like dancing and hair flipping and grinding mm-hmm. and what I like it, it looked like a rave so I was kind of feeling like is this like a Riverdale specific MDMA slash like mm-hmm. that's what it like a psycho well, it feels like it has to be like ecstasy like or something yeah, because something it like, like you that. drink it like a pixie stick yeah. so it like has to like dissolve in your mouth or something yeah and it, so way too much thinking about like what the physiology <laughs> is yeah but it alters your brain and it also makes you horny. Yeah, yes. like it's also Viagra. Mm-hmm. Josie was it grinding keeps you on up Reggie in more than one way. Oh, is what Reggie says. <laughs> yes, it does. It's kind of an all-in-one vitamin. Yeah, like, we should all do jingle jangle. It is a little dangerous that CW played that. I'm not saying like this isn't good to say, but I did watch it and say that looks fun. Oh, same. <laughs> we tried to find Pixie Six tonight. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't find them that easily. Oh no! Next time. Uh, but this presents Betty with the perfect moment. Everyone's drugged up a bit, uh, and she lays in on Veronica because she was told to by the Black Hood, which brings us to our, ooh, ooh that that's sticky, sticky moment of the week. Ooh, that's sticky. Like, you I was going to say you're making a fool out of yourself, just acting like some privileged, shallow, airhead party girl. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. I mean, it's all just recycled banter and plunging necklines and throwing shade to distract us all from the fact that there's really nothing going on underneath. Betty, what the hell are you saying? Well, we're all thinking that the only reason Veronica hangs out with us is circumstance. She's not her friend. The minute someone from her trashy past shows up, she starts using us for drugs or music or distraction. And why should we be surprised? Like father, like daughter, right? You better shut it down, Betty. Or what, Veronica? You'll have your dad put a hit on me? Or maybe you'll do it yourself. Because you may have fooled all of them, but not me. 
Try to reform all you want, but you're a bad person, Veronica. You'll always be a bad person. This is the meanest uh, sticky yet. <laughs> yeah. Betty lays in. She would have been fine with one insult, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, she just keeps going. Oh, yeah. She keeps going, and it's it's mean. I mean, the Black Hood told her to like drop Veronica, but she didn't have to lay into her like that. I guess in the father issues stuff, it's yeah. cool. I don't entirely understand what it means to be using people for their music, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe she wants to be a singer. She wants to be a singer. She's just like using the pussycats. Wait, yeah. Now that I think about it, she used a lot of people for their music. (laughs) Betty's on to something. But that immediately breaks up the high of the jingle jangle slash party. And everybody's kind of like, what? (laughs) Yeah, definitely a buzzkill. Yeah. Um, But kind of to your point, we... Veronica does use people for their music. I never thought about it this way, but... We get a brilliant cover of Out Tonight from Rents by Josie and the Pussycats, but for some reason, Veronica feels the need to perform with them. Yes. <laughs> like, I would have been, I'm happy about it. Uh-huh. I, like, it's a blessing. Uh, but I would have been, like, we haven't really seen a solo Josie and the Pussycats number in a long time. No. Mm-hmm. She's no. just part of the group now, apparently. They're the just group. like, you know what you say? They're like, okay. She even tells Nick that. He's like, what are these ears for? She goes, oh, my band. And he's like, kinky. Yeah. <laughs> what? She's like, I just perform with them sometimes. But like every time now. Every time. I mean, like, I don't know. Also, I thought Pointing we had it made with Milkshake last week. Out tonight from Rent. This show mm-hmm. knows its audience. <laughs> we Honestly, that was a highlight of my mm-hmm. year, of my 2017 mm-hmm. And the best part of that performance is, A, it comes out of nowhere. B, it's at her parents' um, fundraiser. Yes. And C, there's a montage over the song of so much happening. It really accomplishes a lot. <laughs> it does. So much happens. And I, I jumped the gun a little bit with jumping to Out Tonight. Because to me, that it's whole fundraiser was like, Out Tonight. the episode together, but... Um, because to jump back... I did think uh, with those when those cat ears came up with Graham, I couldn't help thinking of Ariana. Oh, because mm. oh. that's her thing. You yeah. think it was yeah. a subliminal message? <laughs> I don't think it was even that deep, but maybe, maybe. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, right now, <laughs> we'll, we'll edit this part out. Actually, we probably won't. No, so we it's won't. like the podcast thing Tonight to say you're going to edit wine. it out. We didn't have time to make cocktails, so we're just pouring some wine right now. <laughs> but we have white and red and. Yeah, you know, it's always Sophie's choice. But then we just drink both anyway. Uh-huh. Anyway. But, yeah, so, I mean, I always wonder if Ariana watches Riverdale. Yeah, I think she does. Mm-hmm. I mean... She'd be missing out if she didn't. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she guest stars down the line. Uh-huh. We know Frankie does. Oh, are you kidding? He lives <laughs> the shit. He ships it. <laughs> yeah, she can perform more Rent. It'll be great. Oh my god, if they perform more Rent, then I'm gonna leave this show and my will everything. <laughs> Honestly. I, I enjoyed how at the party, first of all, it must have been, a, it was a long thing because it starts in daytime and then quickly turns to night. So we mm-hmm. see they're there for a while. I don't know if you saw that the cater waiters were wearing uh, construction hats. No, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a really the addition. Theme. And as a caterer myself, I've been forced to like do embarrassing stuff. <laughs> One time I had to do a full uh, like uh, dessert parade. Where you had to carry umbrellas with the desserts. 
which crazily enough was featured this season on the Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And it's a sad moment of life where you can watch a reality show episode and be like, "Oh yeah, I know that catering company." <laughs> <laughs> Through the way they do desserts. I recognize desserts. that parade. Yeah. God. I don't know. Um, but I, I'd rather, I would work this party in an instance. I would too. But we should mention before we get into the party that after Betty berated Veronica, oh. um, everyone left and Veronica was left alone with Nick. And first of all, the Lodges asked her to make a good impression on him so he would make an impression on their, his father oh. and then donate to their project. And Nick Sinclair, like, comes on to Veronica, and she says no, and mm-hmm. he still tries, and gets physical, and she has to push him off, and slaps him. Not great. Not great. Not topical. Great. Very, not topical. very topical. Yeah. Yep. As we're on this witch hunt for all the sexual harassment. <laughs> but listen, yeah. mm-hmm. so then we get to the the party with the cater waiters, mm-hmm. and Nick walks in, and he apologizes to Veronica. He says something about rehab. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said he, that he's been going through rehab. He's he's trying to clean up his act, uh, which in the next ten seconds we learn definitely isn't the case. As he roofies Cheryl. Yes, I was a big. He's I was really a serial predator. Yeah, seriously. I've always been curious about how you obtain roofies. <laughs> no, this is just an aside. I've always wondered this. Like I've always talked about this with people. I would. I don't want them. I never want that to happen. That's mm. horrible. But how does someone get them? Like, you don't go to a normal drug dealer and like, hey, can I have this, this, oh, and some roofies. Mm-hmm. Like, that never yeah. happens. The FBI has flagged this episode, because currently you've talked about building a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Where to buy roofies? I'm, I'm fine, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm an angel. Sam just came from therapy, I'm so. therapy this morning. Working through some ideas. He told me some things. I journaled before I came here. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was excited about Nick and Cheryl at first. Because I thought they would have worked well together. Oh, yeah. It's like a plot in something. Right. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I thought, I was like, oh, I like this. This is good. This is cool. But he drugs her, and she, it's, you know, a date rape drug, and she gets woozy while they're dancing. Mm-hmm. Not to mention while Out Tonight is playing. <laughs> There's a lot happening in the montage. There's a lot happening in the montage. And he takes her back to his hotel room. Well, before least, we get, oh, oh yeah. I'm jumping the no. jackson we, we also yeah. have to talk about Alice Cooper. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. Very take crucial it away. moment. Take it away, She just please. arrives in four, full, like, Taylor Swift reputation outfit. <laughs> With a snake around her neck. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just going to, you know, embrace my south side whole thing, and that's going to fix my problems. Yeah. It was a moment. She in, and she just grabs a drink, and she's like, okay. It was a great moment. I was not expecting that. God bless my dynamic. God bless her. Honestly, I was like, you fucking rule this show. (laughs) I wrote down, it was like when Beyonce showed up at Coldplay's halftime show. (laughs) It was also reminiscent of J-Lo's VMA's 2000 outfit with that was green and like V-neck mm-hmm. boob showing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. The one that invented Google searches. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Our resident reporter. He knows. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. You know what is oh. no, the the famous? Um, it was Grammys, right? It was the, the J-Lo Grammys, Grammys not outfit, the, the JLo yes. green like deep V Grammys yeah. outfit. Yeah. They they realized that people kept on searching for it on Google. And they realized they needed an image search because people kept just wanted that one image. Oh wow! <laughs> the so morning you know. did Google image search. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I never knew that. It's yeah. a great story. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. 
And before Out Tonight 2, we also got... It's not, it's not that exciting this week, but we still have to cover it because we still had a Miha moment. moment of the week. Miha moment of the week. Hey, Miha. How'd it go with Nick? Why, did you say something? No, we haven't seen him. But from all reports, your charm offensive is paying off. Just sure. one Miha. Yeah, That's it. small but mighty. Literally. Small but mighty. And I should mention, there was no daddies in this episode. Yeah. I mean, they were daddies. I mean, Veronica. honey. <laughs> but Veronica never Sweet called Sweet pea. <laughs> there were some daddies, but Veronica never said daddy. Yeah. So there was none. Anyway, back to the Out Tonight montage. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I think we're going to be talking I mean, about this the rest no, of the series. We, this could have been the whole episode. <laughs> or the, our podcast episode, at least, yeah. dissecting each frame of this mm-hmm. uh, Just, I watched it twice. Like, so oh. much happened. There was the date, attempted date rape. There was Jughead getting beat up by the serpents. Oh, yeah. Part of the initiation. Part of the initiation. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Betty's crying because her life is in shambles. Um, And then the end of the outside montage, the Pussycats, as their Ed plus Veronica, P plus V, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> they notice. It's talk of date rape. They notice Nick and Cheryl, and they notice Cheryl, like, falling asleep on the dance floor. Mm. And they storm in, in an iconic moment, they storm into the hotel room in their heels, in their cat ears, and they start beating up Nick. It's great. It's great. It's amazing television. Yeah, they're like, get off of her. Mm. And it's really, it's. Out tonight right? is still playing. It's still playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. It makes absolutely... I'm never going to listen to the song the same way ever again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. But, yeah, Nick is disgusting, and they save Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And it, I, it, I needed that moment in 2017. Yeah. No, honestly, It was girl power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was girl power. And that was that. Jughead speed up. Betty and Jughead are also over, because that was another threat that the Black Hood made. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to distance herself for now by breaking mm-hmm. up with him. Mm-hmm. And Tony swoops in oh. while Harry Styles plays. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. great music cue. Yeah. I mean, whoever the music director is for this episode, for the whole series, like, you are the music supervisor. You're killing mm-hmm. it. You are oh, absolutely yeah. killing it. But Tony really swoops and pounces. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's she's like, been ready. She's her opportunity. Oh, she's and ready. she's like, she's hot. Yes. I'm in. I'm, I like it. I don't know. Why? I'm still, I don't, I don't think she can last that long. I can't. I can't root for that. Mm-hmm. I could see her with like. I'd be fine with Tony and Reggie. Okay, but Josie's with Reggie mm-hmm. apparently, at least with Jingle Jangle. Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So... Oh, the other thing was though. One of my friends who like actually read the like new Archie, like hot Archie comics, like the ones that Riverdale is based on. Tony is gay in that. Really? So I'm, oh. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a season two of the OC thing where like. Oh. You know, they think that Olivia Wilde's into Seth, but really it's it's uh, Marissa. Oh my oh. god. And you know so what? I, I would totally stand for Josie and Tony. Or oh. Cheryl and Tony. Oh, mm. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I have a theory that Cheryl's going to be with a girl at some point in the series, and that could be cool. Mm. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that too. It's going to happen, but that's an interesting, Jackson. Yeah. That's a great we'll theory. We'll see if it turns out. But, yeah. Yeah. I guess we should also mention uh, Betty ended up getting a clue from Black Hood telling her to go to a uh, oh, okay. a, ha- a certain house 
she gets on the phone. She finds a box, opens the box. Inside, there's a black hood. So much happened. It was, and this was when we had like 10 minutes left in the oh, episode. Yeah. It was like. It was after out tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I have a bad problem in that I get stressed out when I watch cooking segments on talk shows. Yeah, like specifically morning shows. <laughs> because I always get stressed about time. Because mm-hmm. they have a whole platter of food out that they're ready to teach us, but not a lot of chefs are prepared for morning television. Mm-hmm. So they're taking their time teaching you how to make a frittata, but Matt Lauer is like, hurry the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We gotta get to the burgers. Yeah, I don't share that. And I'm watching the clock count down. <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. But anyway, I feel... Morning Glory, like the show, the movie where Rachel McAdams works on a morning show and they could teach Harrison Ford to make a frittata on the air. Yes! No! Jackson, you're my spirit animal because I thought about that movie today Uh because it was confirmed that Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are doing a show about morning anchors Mm -hmm. and I thought about Morning Glory and specifically that frittata scene. Yeah. So maybe we get that, Ryan. Maybe. Only in relation to that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you but for relating. I'm sorry, Emily. but can you tell us how that oh, No, so it was relating because I was getting so stressed out watching the end of this episode. I was ready. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't looking at my clock because I was so engrossed with the episode. Uh, and then she's opening the box and I was positive that it was going to like cut away. We'd have to wait to next week. And then I'm like, no, we still have 10 minutes of this left. I was honestly uh, shocked there was a hood in the box. Yeah. I thought it would be something a little bit more... Like, the gun again, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I really thought it was going to be something more shocking. Mm-hmm. The hood was interesting, though, and that led me to a theory that I texted you this morning at 7.20 a.m. Remember? I, I remember. <laughs> but she pulls out the hood. Also, for a smart girl, Betty, literally, he's like, you know that abandoned house in the woods? Go to it in the dark. Find this box. <laughs> Don't hang up. Okay, sure. sure. She's at this point, she's going along with she's it. She's going along with it, but she puts on the hood, and he says, turn around. And she, very phantom again. You're onto something. Yeah, no. But she looks in the mirror. I'm like, oh, it really is phantom. <laughs> she looks in the mirror, and she, what does he say? He goes, um, I am you, or you are me. Something yeah. like that. And, I mean, that brings us to the theories that we have now. Yeah, I thought, it, first of all, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But maybe you seem See, to have no, a theory I, that builds it up. To me, I mean, I've been thinking this for a while. We know that Betty's brother is going to be a series regular mid-season. Mm-hmm. So, and we do know that Betty's brother, that her parents had him when they were teenagers. They um, had him adopted. I also have an in because I work in the talent casting side. So in the breakdown for Betty's brother uh-huh. when auditions went out... It said he's from the wrong side of the tracks and he's had a hard way of life. And we know he's fucked up. We haven't met him yet, but we know that. Uh-huh. His name is Cheek. <laughs> Just saying. But, I mean, to me, the number one suspect right now, even though we haven't met him, who else would know Betty this well? Who else would want revenge on, like, the parents that gave him up and the sinners? Mm-hmm. The only thing that doesn't really make sense of that is Miss Grundy, but I feel like that's a very fair contender. Also, I did think Hal was suspicious in this episode uh-huh. in the um, fundraiser scene where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, where's, um, I, I never remember her name. Alice. 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 Oh, yeah. I just think that one. Um, they're like, and he's like, oh, she couldn't come. Like, she's at home. Yeah. That was a little weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's someone close to Betty. We, I, mm-hmm. we know that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, I feel like, like, I feel like Cheek, or whatever his name is, the Cheek. brother, Cheek, Cheek. <laughs> 
Cheek. Like, which sounds like, like, like a name of like a gum. Um, <laughs> but chiclet. He, chiclet. Yeah, exactly. Chiclet. Um, I don't know. I feel like like that. That's like the most obvious, but like maybe it's too obvious. Okay, and this show hasn't been obvious. Yeah. Before. Um, and it feels like Hal's a contender because also it like always feels like the parents are bad. Yeah. So like he could be up to he could just be sort of messed up deeply, you know, right. realize it and like have some sort of vendetta. Right. But, but I don't know. I don't know either. But then I think they could do a full like three sixty and it could be like pop or something like great mm-hmm. or like sher- the sheriff and the mayor, like we never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've always thought My- that. I yeah, I think the government's in on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I in life, my problem with <laughs> my problem with Cheek is even when Betty was writing down all the information about the black with this episode, we see I think she even put like thirty to forty years old, or like she said it was. Well, she did, guy. but that's what the man looks like, and we don't know if the black, the actual black hood, is an accomplice or someone else's. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. That's what we thought sure. about Dilton last week. Like that Dilton was maybe involved, and he was ringleading mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I do think it's a team. I don't know if you've watched Pretty Little Liars, but I in that watch Pretty Little Liars. I don't just <laughs> but in it like the the whole thing is it's like eight seasons of like who's the murderer, mm-hmm. and in the end it's a team of people. Uh-huh. So well, it could be someone threatening Cheek and making him carry out these hits. Right. I mean, he has uh, a reason to be. A, we haven't even yeah. met him yet, so this is no a far fetched theory. But we know that he could want some revenge on his mm-hmm. parents and in turn the town. But they also feel like they've hinted a couple of times that it could be a woman, so, like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. also out there. Why do you think know. Cheryl Blossom's mother? Ooh. She um, seems very, you know, she's in yeah, the cast. She's been burned. She's, she she's has, been burned. She's like, she has motive. Penelope. Penelope. Mm-hmm. I never remember the mom's place. Jackson, I ask all of our guests this, but where do you think Nana Rose is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think she's the black? Do you guy? think she's alive? Do you think she burned? <laughs> it was never addressed, and I'm nothing has made like I will scream when Anna Rose comes back. I hope she does. <laughs> I hope she was just like out of town and like came back and just like now just at the burnt town house and be like, okay, so uh, clearly that's not here anymore. Yeah, what's happening? Because I feel like she would summer in Boca. Oh yeah, I, mean, you know? I feel like she definitely summers somewhere like South oh, yeah. Beach, like Southeast Boca. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like South France. She's like thrown right. some money behind a couple of like Broadway yeah. productions. And she's <laughs> yeah. just like she oh, produced yeah. war paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lovely time. <laughs> lovely time. She's great. But so much happens, and in your cooking segment, race against the clock, you think everything's over. But we end with Betty getting one final call from the Black Hood. Oh, yeah. And he says, you have to pick one more person who else has sinned. Yeah, well, because she was dumb and talked to Archie, which yes, obviously yes, yes. knew it wasn't going to end well. Right. And he goes, Eyes everywhere. he's also, like, honey, he's... I know you're talking to him. Right, but also, how does he know? Like, who... Someone's watching her. Someone sees her move mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has, like... Webcam. Yeah, like tapped her phone right. or something. It's not recording that hard to all do. the time. I mean, it could happen. It, it's like, easy. It's yeah. yeah. Nobody arrest me. Nobody arrest me. I'm fine. I'm not. Building bombs. I'm not <laughs> someone made a fake Instagram of me today. Really? If you're listening, delete that shit. But that's like that's an honor, kind of. It, I felt it's the second time it's happened to me. Really? Yeah. Oh you should God. get verified. No, I, what have I done? Anyway, you're, you're so... You're well, being yeah, coffee, so... I'm, I know. I mean, there's interest. Yeah, thanks, guys. Anyway, so, um... The Black black Hood, or the fake Black Hood, whoever's calling Betty, knows that she's been talking to Archie and spilling the beans, and he threatens her again and says, give me another sinner, 
or I'm killing the pregnant Polly. <laughs> and who does she say? Do you hear that, sinners? Ba 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 da ba da. Gabriel, Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel, playing. Oh, wait, what show Sam was. Anything goes. Yes! yes! Sam was Reno Sweeney. Yes, I was. Oh, you were. In eighth grade, and I was incredible. There's and then a I video. Got notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Betty ends up saying Nick St. Clair, which we kind of knew was coming. Of all people, the name, like, mm-hmm. he's the person that I guess most deserves to die. Well, what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, I'd keep him alive. I'd keep him alive. <laughs> my arms (laughs) but um i don't know i think that now it's interesting because if she named him betty knows that he's gonna come after her so maybe Mm -hmm. she's gonna try to stage some kind of intervention where she catches him but we know it's not gonna work out it's gonna be thwarted somehow but it's interesting and i wonder if and how he's gonna die yeah Yeah. because i mean spoiler alert like we we do know he just has a two episode arc so he's disappeared Graham's somehow. Not be alive for yeah, long. yeah. Graham's becoming a man, but not for long. <laughs> brand so, new you. Brand new you, baby. So we'll see. I mean, I think it was a great episode, and it moved the plot along. Mm-hmm. But we still have no answers, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, created lots of interesting conflict. Like it did. Betty Veronica, that's gonna take a while to resolve it so. will yeah you can't really yeah. go back from that mm-hmm. i mean if a friend did that to me i would unfriend them and unfollow them and they'd mm-hmm. be out yeah maybe that's why someone made a fake account of me <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, and bug heads on the rocks bugs on the rocks i wonder mm-hmm. that'll be interesting too to see how tony and jughead play out yeah you know like i think now he also got the serpent tattoo so he's kind of going full south side he's become the mask he's become Mm. They're all wearing masks. Oh yeah. Oh my God, Jack's an wow. epiphany. <laughs> in the and they're all wearing masks. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, this is oh. deep. Are we all wearing? Are we all wearing masks? I feel like this is like eighth grade oh. lit class. Yes. Like, oh my <laughs> God, society. Society does this to us. <laughs> no, I gotta sleep on that. I do too. Yeah, Jackson. Where can we follow you online? Um, you can find my stuff at vulture.com or on Twitter at, uh, at McHenryJD. Amazing. You can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. Sam Gold with duties. And we got some reviews, <laughs> uh, which we'll read right here. We said, I just found this podcast. I love it. I feel like Ryan and Sam are people I want to get drunk with off rosé and listen to musical theater. The podcast is hilarious, and I'm really hoping there are more. This isn't new. I forgot this one was the old from the last season, because they call us out on only doing seven episodes. (laughs) But they say, I need more Riverdish to hold me over. Rose, we uh, still need to find us to a team. Oh, I had a question for you guys. Oh, yeah. After they've sung Wrench, yes. what other musicals should be performed oh, on Wrench? Jackson, oh. Jackson. Oh, oh, another hour of this I haven't even talked about, I really want them, I want the high school to do a musical. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's coming. If they do Spring Awakening, I'll shoot myself. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the NBC show? Yes, Rise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay, what musicals do I want on Riverdale to perform? Ooh. Oh. Well, you go first. Oh, well, my, my joke one was The Light in the Piazza. Oh. <laughs> That's really good. Which would be just great. Imagine. I mean, imagine the montages. 
Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. Ryan? I feel like the show will stick very topical, like, of the moment. Mm -hmm. So, I like, I initially wanted to go classic, right? Like, you know, Music Man. But I think they'll do, like, a weird modern modern musical that no one else would really think of doing. Um, Waving Through a Window is Coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sung by, like, Reggie. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like comes into his own or what else are we all jingle, jingle, jingle. what if all of a sudden they like burst into the Joseph mega mix of Joseph <laughs> it's like go 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 Joseph over some like killing montage oh yeah I marathon trained to that song Cheryl as the narrator oh my god she'd be brilliant oh my god Archie Cheryl would, Archie would be good Joseph he'd be good Joseph Cheryl Reggie Pharaoh oh yeah mm-hmm. and then like everyone else is like the brothers yeah it's hard because there's really only one girl part in that I was in the national tour of that <laughs> as in the children's choir with John Zaccata. <laughs> it's a great show, honestly. Yeah. I'd also, if the high school at Riverdale did a musical, I'd want Cheryl to be the star. Oh, yeah. Right? She'd be a good star. She'd yeah. be a good star. But then Josie would, I think Josie would want it. Oh, but there's our conflict. Yeah. Well, they could do Chicago. And then it becomes a whole racial issue, you know? That's they true. could do the Great Comet. Don't pull a Great Comet on this. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> But what if they did the great? What if they did Hamilton? <laughs> that's yeah. honestly that's that is what I was. Gonna that's say. what they would do. Yeah. They would do, or they would do Bright Star. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite show. I could see uh, Cheryl as um. Alice oh Murphy. <laughs> You've seen it three times. <laughs> Well, I was thinking Alice Cooper, and I've been at the class. What if they did Seussical? We could talk about this all day. Okay, yeah. We could talk about this yeah, we should all end. Day. Oh, we had one oh, more review yeah. that's actually recent. Uh, this one says, Love it. This podcast is hilarious and perfect. <laughs> Sam just spilled wine all over herself. And perfect for any Riverdale fan. Can't, can't wait for the next one. Uh, thank you, Boogaboo. Boogaboo? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you, Boogaboo. No, please write us a review on iTunes. <laughs> And we won't laugh at you. <laughs> Love you, Boogaboo. Well, on that note, we're gonna go out tonight. Meow. Riverdale.